Iran responds to U.S. retaliation threats after soldiers killed in Jordan, which, by the way, the Brandon regime is now apparently pushing for now. The president is responding for the first time to America's threats of retaliation after the deaths of three U.S. service members in Jordan. Those soldiers will be honored in a dignified transfer ceremony today, and President Biden plans to be there. Ed O'Keefe is at the White House this morning tracking all of it for us. Ed, good morning to you. Good morning, Tony. Iran's president says it'll respond to anyone that bullies his country. And that solemn ceremony honoring those fallen American soldiers will be held this afternoon as the families are allowing it to be seen by the public. Speaking Thursday at the we National murder Prayer people. Breakfast, we President have Biden to. paid tribute to the three soldiers killed in the Jordan attack. Sergeants William Rivers, Kennedy Sanders, and Brianna Moffat. They risked it all and will never forget the sacrifices and service to our country at the dozens of service members who were wounded and are recovering now. As for the U.S. response to the attack... It's time to, uh, to take away even more capability than we've taken in the past. U.S. officials tell CBS News that targets in Iraq and Syria have been approved, including against Iranian personnel and facilities in those countries. And Iran's president, Ibrahim Raisi, responded today, saying Iran won't start a war, but will respond strongly to anyone who bullies it. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin says this time will be different from the retaliatory strikes launched in response to other recent attacks. They have a lot of capability. I have a lot more. Walking <laughs> with a limp into the Pentagon briefing room, it was Austin's first meeting with reporters since his hospitalization in December. He also said he apologized directly to President Biden. So Trump is obviously going to shit on Biden for this. Do you think he goes the angle of being against retaliation or going for the angle of Joe's doing this all wrong? I would be doing this better and stronger. No, Joe's doing this all wrong. I'd be doing it better and stronger. Because remember, he did that with Afghanistan. Afghanistan was a continuation of the Trump negotiations with the Taliban, right? Joe Biden followed that to a T. It partially was a mistake to follow it that closely, in my opinion. So then Trump turned around and said, Joe Brandon f***ed it up. I would have done it better. And it was a perfect position for him. At the time, I described it. It was like, it's so perfect for Donald Trump to just kick back and watch his own uh, administration's policy failures play out by a dude who at least had the social and political capital to follow through on the Afghanistan withdrawal, which was always going to be terrible regardless. So he just sat back, shit on Joe Biden for it and said he would do it better. Right now, it seems to me like Donald Trump's Middle Eastern policy is simply to go, look how bad the situation is. Look at how Biden has ruined everything. I would do it better. He, he said this in Ukraine as well. He didn't actually say how he would solve the problem in Ukraine, but he simply said Russia would never invade Ukraine if I was in charge. Now, does that mean anything? Does that actually, uh, is that real? Is that a real thing? Does Trump have this capability? Well, he doesn't really have to have any of those, those things. He could just simply lie and his fans will eat it up. Now, on that note, let's go to CNN. Let's see what the f*** they're talking about. I, I'm sure that there was a fair amount of fear and expectation as to what was to come and, and certainly preparation. They had time Dude, this to is like, this is QVC shit, by the way. Like, look at this. Look at how, look at, we're jerking off our f B-1B Lancer bomber, capable of Mach 1.2, unlimited range with refueling, holds 24 cruise missiles. This is literally no different than like the, the what was it, Brian, whatever the f when he was doing, like, look at the awesomeness of our weapons. Taking the hits awesome before, they've lost personnel before. And they All right, everyone stay with us. Uh, I want to bring in a key Democrat on the House Armed Services Committee, Congressman Pat Ryan of New York. He's a U.S. Army veteran who served in Iraq. Congressman, thank you so much for joining us on this very important news. We now know that the Pentagon is saying they've struck more than 85 targets 
uh, in Iraq and Syria with the Congress start of what they say York, will likely give you the be uh, a series of longer term, perhaps larger scale strikes on these militias that are backed by Iran. There are no strikes, as we know, uh, inside Iran tonight. Um, but Iran has some, has some extremely powerful proxies outside of Iraq and Syria, namely Hezbollah in Lebanon, the Houthis in Yemen. Uh, do you think that there's a chance that they ratchet things up as a result of what's happening right now? I think it was a really important decision by the president to specifically strike the IRGC, Iranian Revolutionary Guards Corps, and the Quds Force. These are really the puppeteers. The yeah, they're they're doing the. This is the most precise, guys. We are so precise. So get ready for the get ready for the libtards on on Reddit and all over Twitter to like defend these acts. To be like, dude, it's the most precise. Fuck around and find out, Fafo, dude, Fafo. It's like, guess what, dude? You don't have health care. You're gonna die alone with a shit ton of medical debt. Fuck around and find out. That's right. But hey, guess what, dude? Some dude that also has you know the same class interests as you flew out there and blew up entire position blew up entire neighborhoods with like other brown people living in those neighborhoods and uh they did it at the behest of the military industrial complex and you didn't even see a penny of that but hey at least you feel good because america's dicks big right congressman when you look again at, at what was struck uh by these bombers uh, in Iraq and Syria, some 85 targets, 125 precision munitions. You touched on it off the top. What else do you think uh, the, the, the Defense Department should be doing in the coming days in terms of uh, other targeting? Well, we've been getting regularly briefed on this, of course, can't share the, the full details from a classification perspective, but there's no shortage of targets that our incredible intelligence community and DOD have developed, continue to develop to give the president additional options. Uh, and I think it's all about getting that calibration right. I think this this seems to be, from what we know, one of, if not the most significant. It's pretty funny also that like they literally recognize at least there's enough people in the State Department that recognize that like America's actions such as this one greatly contribute to the Iranian influence in the region growing. Why are there so many IRGC positions in Iraq and Syria is a question one must ask itself. It is almost identical to why the Palestinian population basically supports Hamas unconditionally whenever Israel is fucking attacking them. How do you think this happens? How? The only time de-escalation has occurred in this region is usually through collaboration. Collaboration with the Iranian forces. That's it. The idea that these guys are like all barbarian, bloodthirsty monsters that cannot be reasoned with is a continuation of the, the dehumanization propaganda that Israel engages in whenever they talk about Palestinians. This is a whole ass state. You're out of your mind at that point. In the facts. Uh, so this is all linked is, is really what I'm saying. And what needs to happen, number one, in, in Gaza is return of the hostages, our American citizens and Israeli citizens, and a real defeat of Hamas. That's why, by the way, we need to even more urgently get this uh, funding flowing to our partners, not only in Israel, yeah, but in Ukraine and Taiwan. The world is watching. Putin is watching as well as That's uh, why the you Iranian see regime the and our allies are watching too the rockets, what like, our resolve is. Shit. And so it's, it, this is an important step to signify our resolve. Yeah, yeah without question, it is all interconnected and there are a lot of parties that are watching. Uh, Congressman Pat Ryan of New York, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks. I want to get straight back to our Oren Lieberman at the Pentagon. Oren, you have an update. Uh yeah.
America keeps going, oh, dude, we got to destroy the, the uh, Ayatollah. We got to destroy the Ayatollah. And then they do everything in their mother power basically to make this a popular dude these guys have one speed the iranian theocracy has one speed and that is america we're the guys who are going to do our very best to f america up they got nothing else dude that's what they're riding uh, for that's what they got that's the only thing they have that's all you're doing and israel ironic because many of those people also understand israel as an extension of the united states of america it makes no goddamn sense unless you believe that permanent war is the only way that we can have some semblance of a, of an economy. Every single person that constantly talks about it, like, oh my God, like the Iranian regime, we have to deal with the Iranian regime. Yeah, let's put sanctions on Iran. Yeah, let's make the conditions worse for Iranian people. Well, they recognize that you are the reason why the conditions are bad. So now all of a sudden it's your fault again. So if you understand how the situation works for the Palestinians in Gaza, for example, and you're like not shocked why the Palestinians in Gaza don't shit on Hamas, but instead hate Israel way more than they hate uh, Hamas, then you should understand it is, a, it is an identical parallel with respect to our dumb Americans who are celebrating this right now, not realizing that like we are the Israel of the situation. Israel is the America in that situation. This is how you let extremist factions continue to dominate permanently because you are objectively worse than them. To an American, we don't understand that. People go, what do you mean, Hassan? We're worse than the Iranian regime? They kill people. They kill protesters. Okay, so does America. America goes over there to kill motherfuckers over there. They're killing their own people. There is no circumstance unless someone is like directly related to the State Department or some shit, unless they're like literally like a part of the MEK or whatever. There's no world in which someone who lives in Iran is going to look at that and go, I know these bombs are being dropped on me, let's say, right? Which we're not bombing Iran directly. Or Syria or Iraq. When you see American bombs being dropped in your neighborhood, the blow of a munitions depot, no Syrian or Iraqi person is going to look at that and go, well, you know who I hate the most, though, in this situation? Iran. No, they're going to hate you. You're the one bombing them. Why the f*** wouldn't they hate you? It makes the most sense to hate you. From the American perspective, they look at it and they go, well, what do you mean? Why do they hate America? They hate us because they ain't us, right? It's like, no, they hate us because we killed them. We destabilized them. We killed them. We're awful. We're monstrous. And then we celebrate it on television like this. Americans get scared when it, like a when you see like the Iranian uh, parliament like burning an American flag or burning an Israeli flag and it's like why wouldn't they do that? Of course they're going to do that. Look at what we're doing. Forces their reasoning so as not to embarrass the Iraqi government. But another group that has carried out multiple attacks on U.S. forces, the Al Nujba movement, have said they'll keep attacking U.S. forces. So there's no one clear answer about where Iranian-backed militias go from here. That's something we'll have to see, especially after these broader strikes. Do they have the... That's reductive. The Iraqi Syrian MGs were in favor of us when we were cleansing ISIS. Yeah. You know what's funny about that? You said that's reductive. Except you know who else was cleansing ISIS? The Iranian Revolutionary Guard and the subsequent um, proxy militias that they created. So what do you mean? Yeah, exactly. The notion that like we are welcoming, we welcome them as heroes in our country is a silly one because no, they did not welcome Americans as liberators. They see America as the responsible party for ISIS to exist to begin with. Uh, of targeting that could come in, in the next few days, the next few weeks, this, this multi-stage operation that they've been, been talking about for several days now. 
Would you expect that to broaden out beyond this area that we've been talking about, that this border between Iraq and Syria to elsewhere in the Middle East? I think it's possible that it could expand a little bit beyond where we are. So we, we talked a little bit earlier about the Euphrates River Valley being kind of the center of this operation, at least that appears to be the case at the moment. Uh, what I was thinking about is we were putting the maps up on, uh, you know, in in the graphics uh, on yeah, the screen Yeah, that's not here. true. The U.S. was uh, not welcomed. The Iraqi other thing that and we Syrians. could potentially do... Iraq is a serious 10,000% supported regional forces, not the U.S. I'm a fucking Iraqi. I know. I, I, of course, he didn't welcome the American forces. The American forces did the exact same sh that the Israeli occupying force is doing to that population. Here's the sad reality. The veterans in this chat will unironically defend that and will tell you that that is what I'm saying is true. The veterans that you know, ask them. Maybe some of them will be honest. Maybe others will lie to you. But the reality is we were the Israeli occupying force of Iraq and Afghanistan. It's hard to conceptualize this as an American citizen. So like, like I have no analog. I have no way of like helping you conceptualize this, this level of like violence and, and fear. Because like, if I tell you like, what if the Chinese invaded America and had like a tremendously superior military, like infinitely more superior, just eviscerated our air defense. They have air superiority. We have no way to retaliate against that. And then there's like a, there's like a group of people that they had propped up that turned around like the only analogy you can use is aliens exactly that's how much of an imbalance there is between the american forces and the civilian population it's like if aliens came to the united states of america it was just like ripping us apart straight lasering us like would you think that they are the good guys maybe there was also another militia force that was created that was also awful okay and violent and then the aliens started killing them i'm pretty sure you would not appreciate the aliens in that circumstance you would still think the aliens are the bad guys lloyd austin put out a laughable statement yeah he said that there's more to come right which included 85 targets in iraq and uh syria that iran's islamic revolutionary guard corps and affiliated militias used to attack u.s forces is the start of our response the president has directed additional attacks to hold rgc and affiliated militias accountable for their attacks on the u.s and coalition forces these will unfold at times and places of our choosing we do not seek conflict in the middle east or anywhere else but the president and i will not tolerate attacks on american forces we will take on necessary action to defend the united states our forces and our interests yeah, we are doing, we are engaging in de-escalatory acts On our of side for that, but there also are signaling reasons, as, as you're alluding to, and those signaling reasons uh, are very much, hey, we can do... By the way, this is like, in many ways, very similar to the Trump situation with Qasem Soleimani, not as, not as like out of pocket as Qasem Soleimani, for sure, but... Depending on Iranian restraint in this circumstance, either this uh, launches into broader conflict or if they if they consider this uh, retaliation to be enough, I guess, and proportional, it's entirely dependent on the Iranian response here. Like it's Iranian restraint that will stop this from turning into World War Three and, and not America is what I mean. Just like with the Trump situation, when he when he uh, executed Qasem Soleimani, the the uh, reason why it did not turn into a much much larger issue was uh, directly a consequence of uh, Iranian restraint. Well, I guess they weren't super restrained. They they blew up that uh, aircraft, the airplane. But then COVID happened, and and basically there was like they were too busy uh, dealing with all that instead of like uh, hitting America. You, you heard General Votel there just talking about how capable the Iranian military is. How, how worried are you that if the U.S. were to take the fight directly to Iran, do what you're saying, yeah. striking the, the, those Iranian vessels, those ships, and sinking them, that suddenly we'd be off to the races in, in, a, in a conflict that 
uh, that engulfs the entire region and draws the U.S. yet again into another war. In the well, place. look, I think, and again, I've talked to, you can talk to members of the Pentagon uh, on the Armed Services Committee, on the intel we read. Iran's not looking for a broader war. But here's, but they but, might if you were targeting their But here's ships. an issue, and I raised this with the chairman of the Joint Chiefs on, on uh, Wednesday. You know, the language that we're using about, well, we worry about escalation with regard to Iran. Think about, Alex, what they're doing. They're the ones who are escalating, right? They're the ones who are killing Americans. They're the ones who are unleashing the Houthis to fire on American warships. They're the ones who um, killed their proxies, killed uh, American soldiers last week. So the escalation is occurring. What we need to do, in my yeah, view... Yeah, Iran is the one who's unleashing the Houthis, but America's not the one unleashing Israel or letting Israel run... Uh, run a, a, a genocidal ethnic cleansing campaign in Gaza. President Trump did with Soleimani, but also, really importantly, undertaking these um, non-kinetic actions. And yeah, I guarantee I mean, you, our military would be very supportive. I just want you to understand, next time you see like a Iranian dude light up a American flag and say death to America, now you know why, okay? You, you understand where the energy is coming from. Fools. People make it seem like their anger over there towards us is... The same as our anger over here towards them. No, their anger towards us is very valid, very justified. It makes sense. Our anger towards them, however, is taught because you don't know about Iran or where it is on a map or what they believe or how they want to live their lives. You've been taught that they're barbaric animals. That's it. Same with Iraq. Same with Afghanistan continued against U.S. facilities in the Middle East. U.S. service members, two of them, were killed two months later. Out. So that really uh -huh. wasn't a deterrence. Well, I, I, no. I would actually respectfully disagree. Guys, you don't have to ban every single person that, get, that tells me to get the out of America because I'm, like, upset with our foreign policy and how devastating it is for, you know, places overseas, but also how devastating it is domestically. My goal is to get this guy to understand that, like, we're spending all of our resources on killing random mother over there instead of like fixing our roads you know what i mean fixing our goddamn crippling infrastructure next time your internet shuts down when there's like light rain depending on where you are in america or next time you get into an accident and you need to go to the hospital and the biggest fear isn't whether you're going to survive or not but instead how much that thing is going to cost you that surgery is going to cost you remember that that is a decision that uh, people that run this country have made for you Sanctions make sense. Is their government isolation is? Brother, I am a product of globalism. The reason why I, despite living in Turkey for the first 18 years of my life and being a native Turkish speaker, can talk and seem like a white American whose name is Hank is because of globalism, is because of international cooperation, it's because of American cultural imperialism. Trying to say that this is like isolationist is so idiotic. I believe in peace. I believe in international cooperation. I believe in collaboration. America's actions, however, are not cooperative at all. I was asking if you think we should be more isolationist. No, I don't like the the print the isolationist concept because oftentimes it's like some weird reactionary approach. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking simply that we should not interfere in the business of other countries in the way that we do and allow them to thrive. We should collaborate with them. We should cooperate with them. We should allow them to democratize on their own instead of like consistently meddling in their affairs and causing the shutdown. Yes, I am an internationalist. And we obviously we can't take any stock in that, but and nevertheless, right. that's their that's their stock line.
Right. True. But, but America has to take action that is the most prudent and the most sober that's going to give us the chance to limit our damage, to take to, to defend our people, but then not to escalate and to attack targets that may end up spawning more attacks back onto us. So then instead of three flag draped coffins at Dover, we end up with a bunch of them. And that is bad for America. So we got to be much more careful about how we do target selection. Um, now, the president's statement today read, our response began today. It'll continue at times and places of our choosing. The United States does not seek conflict in the Middle East. But let all those who might seek to do harm to us know this. If you harm American and American, we will respond. Uh, respond. That's tough talk uh, from Joe Biden. Um, but at some point, if this were to escalate, conservatives on Capitol Hill will call for a vote by Congress, if it comes to that, I mean, this, I mean, if it comes to what looks like a war in the Middle East, we right. need to get Congress back into the game of declaring war, do we not? Absolutely, 100%. That, that is an obligation. It's not it's something they should do. It's something they must do if it's going to escalate beyond that. And Damn, Biden got Fox News talking about the power, the, the power of the executive office uh, declaring war on its own, being unconstitutional. That's crazy. Now, Jennifer Griffin asked the defense secretary whether or not there was too much telegraphing going on. Watch. In terms of uh, telegraphing about strikes and whether or not uh, uh, people uh, leave or would have left. You know, I won't speculate uh, on uh, on any of that. I would just tell you that, uh, you know, it, we will have a, a multi-tiered response. I mean, Mr. Ambassador, I mean, I just, I'm sorry, but I am concerned about our response when he is our Pentagon chief. I find him very unsteady. I find him very confused and muddled in his responses. And today it was just a, a written response, written statement from him. I, I mean, I don't know what to do with that, Laura. You know, what do you think the Iranians are going to do? If, if they know that we're going to attack them, do you think they're just going to sit around and like look up into the sky and take pictures with their iPhones of the incoming? I mean, of course they went to ground. Of course they went back to Iran or hid or obscured their locations or um, moved. By the way, they just talked about why that is the way it is, because the previous guest literally said we don't want it to escalate into a broader conflict where like iran starts retaliating against american troop positions and you see more american troops return home in coffins that's the reason why there's some level of communication with our foreign adversaries in this back and forth it's mostly uh, theater it just depends on how hard america strikes so the other dude knows that too he's like he's like some ambassador cia guy of course he knows that but of course they got to play this song and dance on television as though like Biden is weak, actually, because he's bombing Iran in the exact same way that like any Republican administration, or he's bombing Iranian proxies in the same exact way that the American administration, the Republican administration would do. However, because it's Biden, we hate him. We because it's Biden and the way he's doing it, we hate him, actually. And it's actually somehow bad. And for the record, Trump did this, too, in collaboration, I think, in Syria. He also informed ahead of time the bombing, the, the targets they were going to strike. It's more about crippling their infrastructure. So that it's harder for them to conduct operations rather than like actually killing, actually killing their, their nationals. However, Qasem Soleimani was a different story. Obviously, that wasn't with any kind of collaboration whatsoever. That was actually a major escalation and luckily it didn't turn into a broader conflict.